Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. And if I didn't read anything else, I probably will. But if I didn't, that's enough right there to tell us. Now, there are consequences when you hold on to unforgiveness in your life. Now, some of you this morning, I'm speaking this, you know these truths. It's not anything that's new to you. But don't let these things slip up on you either. And then you use this to help someone maybe that's going through a difficult time. And it's not easy for them to forgive. You use this message to help them. Dr. S.I. McMillan, in his book, None of These Diseases, said this, Verbal expressions of animosity towards others calls forth certain hormones from the pituitary, adrenal, and thyroid, and other glands, in excess of which can cause disease in any part of the body. You see, sometimes we think holding that in, you know, maybe nobody can see what's going on internally. We're internalizing the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the anger, and all of that, and we think nobody can tell. Well, see, what happens in your body, even your body is not made to function like that. Or if you are given to just flare-ups of temper and rage and holding on to those grudges and you don't care, you're not the clam-up, you're the blow-up, and you let everybody know it. He said that in his book on none of these diseases, he says that you can have physical problems when that is in excess in your body and it can cause disease. Well, you see, I, I, I know that in a society like ours that there can be people that are suffering through physical disease because of what's going on in their life because they're not releasing things of their past to go on embrace their future. And so we can't hold on to those things. Some of you, you know, even as children, you know, you didn't have a good upbringing. And, and to me, I, my heart just goes out to people that, that didn't, that didn't have a mother and a father that really loved them and, and cared for them. But folks, I'm going to tell you, you cannot hold on to that. You do have a heavenly father that loves you with all of his heart. You do have brothers and sisters in Christ wherever you go to church that will love you and will embrace you and will help you. You do, and so you have to move on. You have to deal with that past. You have to deal with it and let it go. You see, I'm not saying that you can just very easily let things go because I understand that there's some things that are very deep-rooted. There's some things that are in there, and you cannot just, oh, well, okay, I'll release it. It doesn't happen just that way. And I know that, so I'm not trying to indicate that this morning in this message. But I am telling you, you can get over it. You can through the help of God. Amen? And so we don't want to bring sickness and disease. I mean, there's so much, you know, in the world, you know, all the new diseases that are coming forth, you know, just I really think pre-trib kind of things, you know, the end kind of diseases that we are hearing about now, plagues and all that kind of thing. So there's all that we have to deal with. So we as Christians don't need to bring other sickness and disease on because we're holding on to anger and animosity and not forgiving. Can you say amen? amen. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 out of the Jerusalem Bible says this, 
I am far from thinking that I have already won. All I can say is that I forget the past and strain ahead for what is to come. I am racing for the finish. Now, folks, this morning, I want to tell you, Paul said, I forget the past. And, you know, many times we think about that and we just say, well, you know, what happened, you know, yesterday and all the good he did yesterday, he's forgetting that past because he's got something better to do today. Well, that could be true, but I don't think that's what Paul was saying. I think Paul was saying, the time that I stood there and watched Stephen, the great Holy Ghost man of God, be murdered by stoning, and I was a part of it and partaker of it. I have to forget that past. When I was there and those Christians were thrown into jail and they were killed and murdered for their belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, I have to forget that past. I can't hold on to that. Because if I do, I can't embrace my future. Well, what is that saying to me and you? There's every one of us, and some more than others, that things have happened in your life, judgments that you made or misjudgments that you made, sins that you committed, things that you've done that got you into trouble. And it just is on your tracks, on your tracks, on just dogging your tracks. You understand what I'm saying? And you got to be like Paul. Once you get forgiveness... Once you work through it, now other people may not want to let you go, but you've got to work out. Now, see, I see people all the time. You see the jailhouse conversions, and all they're doing is trying to smooth over something when really it's not from the heart. I'm not talking about anything like that. Oh, let's get saved and be a born-again Christian so, you know, everybody will think I'm okay now. No, it doesn't work that way. If it's genuine, you are a born-again Christian, and old things do pass away, and all things become new. But if it's just a front, forget it. It's not going to work. But folks, I'm telling you, you know, maybe, maybe you cheated on a spouse and you're no longer married to them and you feel really bad about what happened. You know, we can just go on and on about what could have taken place in your life. But you see, you have to be like Paul and you have to say, I have to forget my past because it's in the sea of forgetfulness. I have confessed it and I give it to God. Then others of us, it's not a thing like that. It's just through the hurt, the mistreatment, the wounds of life that are there. But we too have to get up and go on. And we have to be like Paul and forget that past. Now, does that mean that you don't remember uh, things anymore? No, it just, it just means that you come to a place where you're able to release it to God. And if you just see God with his hands of mercy and just say, Lord, I, I just give this to you. I can't carry it anymore. The weight of it is too heavy. I can't deal with it anymore. It's just too much for me to deal with. I release it to you. Now you help me get through this. And see, every one of us have to do that in life. I can't do this, Lord. I can't bear this, Lord. I can't stand this, Lord. I can't make it through this, Lord but we have to release it to Him. And when we do, guess what happens? A strength comes, a courage comes, and it may come through His people, it may come through His Word, it may come through various ways, but it will come. It will come. We have promised that it will come. So He says, I forget the past, and I'm straining ahead. See, you have to strain to get to your future and to get away from what's behind you. Run from it. Get away. Amen? So 
all of us have a past, and some of it is what we bring on ourselves, but we still need to get past it. And other times, it's what's happened to us, that we didn't deserve it. It's just a bad devil. And people get influenced by a bad devil. Can you say amen? Forgiveness and releasing things can be a process. It is a process, really. You have to work through it many times. I've heard of people that get miracle deliverances from things of their past, and, and, and you know, they can just, I mean, just like that, go on. But that doesn't happen that often. I know Jesus spoke to his disciples one day, and he said, um, you just forgive 70 times 7. And they said, oh, my God, increase our faith. <laughs> Isn't that true? It's the truth. Because after the hundredth time, we said, no more. It's enough. And God said, no, it isn't. <laughs> we need to be merciful and have forgiveness. You know, the book of Matthew said, the kind of judgment that you put out is the kind of judgment that you're going to reap back into your life. I tell you one thing, that sure shut my mouth a lot. When I read that, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Because, uh, you know, women especially, now you men, I've met men that can really get on the bandwagon with being judgmental too. But women, now let's get honest here, ladies. You know we can be really judgmental and critical. But see, when you realize, well, look at them. Can you believe they're wearing that? What? They ought to know better than that. Look at how they look. Why don't they do something with their hair? Why are they conducting that meeting that way? And why, why, why do they seem that way? What's wrong with them? See, some people, I'm going to tell you, when you find someone that is extremely critical and judgmental, I'll show you someone who is resentful, who is in bitterness and unforgiveness. When somebody is that way, you know, I mean, you know, we all have a tendency, we can lean that way, but I'm talking about really, you know, nobody can do anything right. Nobody says anything right except them, you see. And so that may be a little gauge we can judge ourselves by, right? Okay. You know what? I just think that we need to release our past and get on with what God has for us. Can you say amen? amen. When you think about... <clears throat> Unforgiveness and resentment can bring into your life, we've already talked a little bit about it, it can bring bitterness. And we talked about Naomi and how that she went from being a pleasant person to being a bitter person because of the circumstances in life that she faced. And life can bring us things that aren't, that aren't the best, that we wish had not happened. But when it does, we've got to deal with it. Bitterness means to arrest you to imprison you, to seize you, to capture you, as in hunting, exhibiting intense animosity. Now, I want you to think about that. When you think about bitterness, to arrest you, to put you in prison, to seize you, to go after you and capture you, like in hunting. Now, some of you men, you hunt. How many hunters do we have in here? Be honest now. Well, we have two hunters. We're really in the city. We don't see any camouflage in here today, do we? Well, you know, in the hunting process, 
that the man with the gun goes after the deer, the prey, whatever it is, hunting him down. Well, see, when you get in bitterness, you've been hunt down. You've been captured. You've been caught in the trap, the trap of the enemy. In 2 Corinthians chapter um, number 2, I think it is, it talks over there, it says, Be not ignorant of Satan's devices. Be not ignorant. And you know what the verses above it talk about? Forgiving. Forgive. And then it says, forgive in the person of Jesus Christ. There's been times where I say, God and myself, I just don't want to forgive. But in Jesus Christ, I forgive. Help me, Lord. Help me to get my attitude right. But he said, in relationship to forgiving, don't you be ignorant of Satan's devices. See, one of the, the things that destroys the body of Christ is ignorance. Now, it can be ignorance about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It can be ignorance about healing. It can be ignorance about uh, uh, God's blessing and prosperity on your life. But it also can be ignorance about forgiving people. And, and living in unforgiveness and bitterness and carrying grudges and being angry at people and holding offense. The Bible says offenses are going to come to every one of us. If they're not here today, one day they're out there and we're going to get offended. And the word offense, if you look the word offend up and you look in the Greek, you know what uh, that it stands for? It's the word where we get... Uh, the latch that flaps down on the trap to hold the prey, that's what that word means, offense. You're getting caught in the trap. The hunter is out there, and he's going to get you if you do not forgive. Well, I don't know about you, but that's just enough to say, okay, God, I release it, and I'm letting it go. Well, that stuff is not worth hanging on to because it'll bring the curse. And I want to be on Mount Gerizim where the blessing is, not on Mount Ebal where the curse is. Amen? Amen. And so the, uh, the, it says, uh, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. In other words, don't let the enemy get an upper hand in your life. Don't let him be superior to you because he isn't. Jesus has made you as a believer superior over the works of darkness and demon powers. But if you're ignorant to Satan's devices, his strategies, and one word for, uh, for that word devices is mind games. Mind games. Don't be ignorant in your mind every time that you think you're getting over something, that you're working through it, that you're asking God to help you. Lord, I forgive him. I release it. I let it go. And the device comes the strategy, and the mind game comes. Well, now, look, you just shouldn't let that go so easy. Now, you may need to forgive, but don't, don't let them off the hook too easy here. Or, yes, you remember what they did. You remember what they said. You can't forget that. Well, you know what? As a human, probably you can't just get that out of your mind because it's a memory. But I'm going to tell you what, you've got to put some memories over top of that. You've got to layer some memories over top of that. And the memories of you going to the cross and saying, Jesus, I confess this unforgiveness, this bitterness, the grudging, the anger, all of this, I confess it as sin. 
Cleanse me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me. You know, at that instant when you do, God can forgive you. If you look over in the book of Mark 11, we don't have time to turn there, but you look over there and it says, when you stand praying, forgive. What does that mean to me and to you? It means that you don't have to wait till you have two days to work your way through before you repent. And before you release people, maybe you're not having to repent, but you're having to release them and you're having to forgive them. And so what you have to do when you stand, I'm standing here today, and while I stand, I can forgive. When I stand praying, forgive. Because what does he say? If you do not, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you of your sin. And you know the story in the Bible about the man who had um, a debt. What was it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I th figured that out once, an $18 million debt that he owed and he couldn't pay. And he went to the man and asked for forgiveness and the man forgave him, had compassion on him and forgave him. And then the one that was forgiven went out and somebody owed him $18. And he said, no, you're going to give it to me, every last penny. And God said, I forgave you, but you didn't release them, so you're going to be tormented until you learn to let it go. I'm going to tell you there's something to that. You get If you don't let people go and you don't forgive people, you'll be tormented. You read that scripture. I don't have time to go there today, but it's really true. You'll be tormented, and we don't want torment, do we? Okay. Now this morning, um, I want to be able to turn you here, but I'm not going to be able to. Hebrews 12. I want you to read this later. Put it in your notes if you're taking notes. But if you look over in Hebrews 12, it talks about someone there who fails of the grace of God. And they fail because they get into bitterness. A root of bitterness takes over in their life. I'm going to tell you, I don't want to fail God's grace because if I don't have His grace, I don't have anything. Because I am a human being that makes mistakes and messes up. I'm not perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. You're not perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. That's why He was the spotless Lamb of God and died on that cross and shed His blood for our sin. You understand that? And so we can see that if we fail of the grace of God, we've got a huge problem. We can't get our prayers answered. We can't receive the blessing. We can't get answers. In other words, no grace, no mercy. Wow. I want grace and mercy. And so when you get into bitterness, though, you fail of the grace of God. But he said, the root of bitterness will take over and many will be defiled. You know what that means? The person who gets into bitterness is poisoned. Their, their life is poisoned. And they, they've got to get healed and delivered of that. But not only does that bitterness defile or poison the one who is bitter, but everybody they get around gets bitter. You, you remember that scripture is at Jeremiah? Uh, you know, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. What does that mean? The fathers had the grudge. The fathers wouldn't forgive and the children also had the same problem. Their teeth were set on edge, even though they didn't eat the sour grapes. 
And so we can take it into our families, our work in our church. You can get someone who is in discord in a church and they'll get their little group around them and they'll start talking. Folks, poison is spewing. And I'm running when I see it. I'm not going to have any part of that. So it says, the bitterness, a root of bitterness will come into your life and many will be defiled. Folks, don't take secondhand offense. You may not understand things or whatever, but don't get in on that. Don't take a part of that because it's poison. If somebody, you know, is in discord and got a problem, pray for them. But don't you take their offense. Don't you let that poison get into your life. Now, this morning, I want to just say this to you. In the Old Testament, do you remember when the children of Israel were wandering around in the desert and they came to waters and they couldn't drink the waters because the waters were bitter? Do you remember that? What did they do? They had a tree and they put the tree in the bitter waters. Well, you say, what in the world would that do? Well, the tree made the water sweet. Well, I want to tell you today, that's representative of the cross of Jesus Christ. The tree has been put in the bitter waters for you and me. And our life may have just stunk to this point. But because of Calvary, the waters have been made sweet. We don't have to continue to be bitter and hold grudges and be in unforgiveness. We can receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Amen? And we can, we can walk in forgiving other people because of the cross of Calvary that's been put in those bitter waters. And now we don't have to be bitter anymore. We can be sweet. Amen? Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.